The Korean Thrive Podcast, episode 137. Setting up an email sales funnel with Chanel White. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name is Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Hey Thrivers, Jess here. Welcome to the show for another week. I'm hiding inside. Well, I'm sure I will soon be able to go outside because here it is summer and summer is the horrible season (laughs) where it's either really, really hot or it's raining. So it's been one or the other for many, many weeks now and I'm looking forward to autumn finally arriving so that I can start spending more time outside. Now, before we begin this episode with Chanel today, I've got two pieces of news for you piece of news number one is that set up shop my 30-day intensive course to help you set up an online shop for your handmade goods is starting on march the 12th registration will be opening soon so if you'd like to join me for that head on over to createandthrive.com forward slash setup shop to find out all the details piece of news number two if you have been thinking about joining me and uh about 450 other makers in the Thriver Circle, my membership community for makers, I wanted to let you know that I'm going to be putting the price up within the next few weeks to a month. I haven't set an exact date yet, but it is going to be happening somewhere around the end of March, early April. Uh, I've been running this Thriver Circle for over three years now, and I haven't increased the price ever (laughs) since I started. And obviously over that time, I've added an enormous amount of content to the site, uh, an enormous amount of workshops, the Your You to Thrive course, all of our um, call recordings and past video recordings. There's a lot there. And we also have obviously a very, very large and strong community now. And so the time has come for me to raise the price. So if you do want to join us and get in before the price rise happens, please make sure to do so as soon as possible. Head on over to thrivercircle.com. As I record this, the current price is 15 Australian dollars per month. That's around 12 USD, around I think 10 or 11 pounds or euros. So it's very, very affordable. And if you do get in and uh, join before I put the price up, you will lock in the cheaper price forever for as long as you remain a member. So If you do want to join us, I highly encourage you to do so before I put the price up. One of the perks of being around for a long time is that you get this warning. Uh, I will be sending out a notice to my email list in the not too distant future as well. But do definitely uh, consider coming and joining us as soon as possible so you don't miss out on uh, locking in that cheaper price for the long term. The price will be going up quite significantly. It will still be under $30, but it is going to go up quite a bit from 15. So it's going to be a long-term saving for you if you do join us before the price goes up. Okay, so today's episode is an interview with Chanel White. Chanel is a Shopify e-commerce designer and strategist, and she helps makers to set up wonderful performing Shopify sites for their handmade goods. Today, we're going to be talking about email funnels. So the sales funnel is, you know, some people uh, kind of cringe a little bit when they hear this terminology, 
But what it really means is setting up a way to bring customers to you and rewarding them for being loyal. So getting people to sign up to your mailing list and giving them special deals and discounts to obviously reward them for being uh, subscribers, but also to drive sales in your shop. So we're going to talk a little bit about this process, how to use it before you launch, after you've launched your website, uh, you know, the sort of incentives you might want to think about offering people. And we're going to talk a bit more about email marketing as well. Uh, Now, Chanel is actually going to be coming and doing a live chat in the Thriver Circle on Wednesday, the 28th of February at 10 a.m. Brisbane time, which is equivalent to Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the U.S. So she's going to come and do a live text chat with us in the circle. So if you're a member, please do come and join us for that. It's going to be awesome. She's obviously a Shopify expert and those of you in the circle know we've been talking a lot about this stuff lately and this will be an opportunity for you to not only ask her about email funnels but also pick the brains of a Shopify expert. So do come over and join us and of course if you're not in the circle you can join us anytime uh, prior to that chat to join us in the chat and if you do want more on email marketing uh, again in the Thriver Circle there are two workshops introduction to email marketing and intermediate mailing list strategies that will help you uh, set up an email marketing system and also the second one obviously will help you dive into the more kind of in-depth strategies to improve your email marketing so i hope you enjoyed this workshop with chanel and if you're in the circle or going to join us in the circle i hope you can join us for the live chat with her and i'll put the details of that again in the show notes of this episode and in the circle as an event to remind you that it's happening so let's get started Hey, Chanel, welcome to the show. Hi, Jess. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on. I was really excited um, when I chatted to you about this topic that we're going to talk about today. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to ask, I'm really curious, you work with um, makers to build Shopify e-commerce shops that you know work really well for them and drive sales. How did you get into that? Yeah, well, I had started working in web design mainly focusing in WordPress, and I didn't really have a specific um, client that I worked with. It went from basically general entrepreneurs, and then I had an opportunity to be a part of the Shopify studio. Uh, It was a program hosted by Shopify where I got to spend um, part of the summer in New York City, and basically, I was immersed in Shopify, all things Shopify, which was really fun. Awesome. And it kind of allowed me to really focus in on my business and what I wanted to, you know, A, the the type of web design work that I wanted to do, focusing it in on e-commerce. And when I knew I wanted to do that, I thought about the people that I wanted to work with. I'm not quite a maker but I enjoy (laughs) I would say I'm a creative dabbler I enjoy you know jewelry making and painting and pottery classes and I just felt that people that are looking to either um you know make money from it whether it's like a side business or they want to make it their full-time business I felt those are the people that I wanted to support in my e-commerce work So that's basically how I focused in um, in working with creatives and handmade sellers. Mm -hmm. 
And then oh, oh, go ahead, Jess. Oh, I was going to say, I just thought you know the chance you got a, you got a chance to like work with Shopify is pretty cool. Like you got to train with them specifically. It was really fun. It was actually a group of us, so other um, designers and developers. We all kind of came together, and it was great to collaborate with others um, in the field. And we had, you know, guest speakers. We had folks from Shopify who really, you know, brought us up and showing different aspects of, you know, what it can do, as well as like live, just you know, live events within the um, web design industry, which is really cool and fun. Cool. And so makers, you're working with makers, obviously, who we're talking to today. So I'm just curious because a lot of people ask this question, like before, what platform to use for your shop and why? Like a lot of people in my Thriver Circle and stuff, there's always like, oh, do I use Shopify? Do I use Wix? Do I use Weebly? Do I use WordPress? Like there's so many different like platform options and people get a bit flustered and kind of don't know which way to go so i guess why would you recommend um shopify to people above and beyond those other platforms maybe yeah well in my experience in terms of e-commerce if your goal if your business goal is to sell products i definitely feel that shopify e-commerce is basically it's the easiest for someone just starting out. Mm. They really make it easy to, you know, design your sites and make that an easy process, but also everything that goes behind the scenes. So you don't have to worry about servers and hosting. They do all that for you. And probably the most important thing is the actual shopping cart experience, ensuring that your transactions are secure um, they're compliant with e-commerce laws. Um, and also in looking at the other platforms, the one thing that I noticed is that there's kind of a limit in terms of the file size. So with uh, Shopify, there's no limit into the amount of uh, photo image sizes and the number of products that you have. And they really allow you to scale your business on your terms. And I feel that's one of the another great advantage of using um, Shopify. The other thing is that Shopify really does a great job of creating a community around their um, their code, their developers, as well as their designers, mm-hmm. and they enlist experts. So in addition to, you know, my, my business, I'm also a Shopify expert, which is basically, you know, you're kind of vetted to, you know, being more familiar Um, with the Shopify platform and helping others. All right. Awesome. Thank you for that. So setting up, obviously, um, you know, when a lot of us starting out and even when we're still uh, well into our handmade business journey, we might have like an Etsy shop or a not on the high street shop or a made it shop, you know, one of those venue sort of shops. And, you know, I'm a big believer in using those as traffic generation tools and you know because being on the platform you bring that brings people to your your business but of course if you want to really go for it you really need your own standalone website and you need a way to get people to it and this is the biggest struggle I find people have is that they they craft a site um, you know it looks pretty good but then it's crickets (laughs) and and nobody kind of nobody finds the shop so do you have any quick recommendations on how to get people to that website and 
what do we do with them when they arrive to keep them around and maybe perhaps make them a return customer? Yeah, Jess, that's that's really a great question. And it's probably one of the biggest problems that I've been able to solve with the clients that I work with because that's usually their biggest like concern. It's like I open up my shop and as you mentioned, there's no one there. You open up the market <laughs> and you feel like, wow, I invested all this money and, you know, I'm not getting a return. So I kind of reverse engineered that process. And instead of making like it optional, I kind of build it into the process. But basically, um, and this is like nothing new, the idea of a sales funnel Mm -hmm. and using that to attract your, what I like to call your dream customer or target um, customer early in the process. Now, this could be done while you're building your website, but it can also be done if you already have an established standalone um, website. Um, so, so what is a yeah. sales funnel? Like for people who have no idea, who've never heard of that terminology before. Great. Yes. Um, basically, it's a process that allows people that are interested in what you have to offer to kind of like raise their hand and basically <laughs> they sign up. And typically what's offered is a freebie opt-in and they enter their email address and that email address becomes part of your email marketing um, arsenal. So that becomes part of your list that you as a handmade seller can use for further um, promotions or marketing or even just blogging. Uh, And it's a great way to build your business in the long term and basically you know, that that in itself is the sales funnel and the way that you can create it kind of varies, but that's basically the goal of what you're trying to do. So when you get someone to your site, they found you via whatever way they found you, how do you, how do you try to, you know, how do you get them to sign up? Because, you know, so many of us, <laughs> so many of us are on heaps of email lists and stuff. And, you know, I think we need to give them something valuable to get them to sign up straight away if possible and then you know from then on keep giving them some sort of value like I think a lot of people kind of hide their email sign up like at the bottom of the page or something what are you, what are your recommendations on that because you still want to highlight your products right but you also want to try to get people to take advantage of whatever your, as we call it, a lead magnet, the thing you're offering for free or the, the bonus you're offering for free? How do you, you know, design it so that people do take advantage of that? Yeah. Um, well, for someone who is in the process of launching their new website, what I like to do is create a landing page. So that's a single web page that only has a single offer or option. And <laughs> You know, that allows a seller to give their a freebie opt-in. And that's what I like to recommend, especially in this world of, like, e-commerce. You often see, like, 10% off here, free shipping there. And <laughs> while there's nothing wrong with those offers, I feel that the market is just so cluttered. And being a handmade seller, that that is unique in itself. So why not offer something that kind of highlights who that seller is? So what I like to encourage um, my clients to do is 
you know, together we create a like kind of tangible, you know, PDF opt-in that someone could feel like, oh, wow, I'm getting a little more than, you know, a discount. And we'll get to that later. That comes into play as well. But I like to be able to offer someone something that they can either learn more about the, you know, maker's process Mm -hmm. or even just like the products and like maybe it's a gift guide or something like that. Um, So kind of taking that opt-in a step further than just here's a discount code. And for those who already have an existing, you know, standalone website, this is also easy to achieve. Um, Like you said, sometimes, you know, people want to bury that newsletter sign up. Um, Mm -hmm. There are so many ways you can use pop-ups as well as having that, you know, section on your um, e-commerce shop where you invite people to sign up. And also throughout the journey, and for those that even make a purchase as well, inviting them to, you know, raise their hand and opt in. Okay, awesome. So, you know, let's just briefly touch on pop-ups because I know there's kind of the the, the for and against crowd when it comes to them. Um, mm-hmm. I The one I like myself as a, that I have on my own website is an exit intent pop-up. So what that means is when the person... And, and it doesn't work so well on, on, on mobile these days, but when a person goes to um, click the X to get out of the site, it kind of, that's when the pop-up happens. Um, whereas there are other ones where, you know, it can t- come up after a certain amount of time or it can come up if you scroll so far down the page. I'd love to know your thoughts on, on pop-ups as well. Yes. I mean, pop-ups are a really great tool, but you need to be, strategic about how you use it and in addition to not being annoying to your visitor yeah <laughs> the pop-up like comes up like ah like I barely you know <laughs> um not even sure where I am yet before yeah. a pop-up yeah. is coming up but you also want to be mindful because Google also kind of ranks uh websites based on when the pop-up comes in as well mm. so I like the idea of exit um, pop-ups, as you mentioned, um, but also even if you set your timer, like wait 30 seconds, don't have it come up like five seconds when someone's barely, you know, <laughs> on the site, like give them some time to breathe um, with it as well. And I also like the idea of being kind of cheeky in your pop-up as well. Uh, I see a lot of times like, you know, like, hey, like, I know you, you know, this might be disruptive, but I think this is something you might really, you know, enjoy. You can be playful with it as well. Mm. I think that kind of takes the, the pressure off using pop-ups. Yeah. And and like not make it a big forceful push, but more of something that's an offer and kind of be realistic about that and then go, yeah, (laughs) I like what you said. It's like, I know this might be interrupting you, but (laughs) I just wanted to let you know. um, The worst ones, of course, are the ones where it's not obvious how to close the darn thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, "Um, no. And then you're like, for it. And so, yeah, you definitely want to be, you know, mindful of those things. You want to make sure that it's not intrusive. And you, again, you want to make sure that people stay on your website. So, Don't do, you know, anything that's, you know, bombarding people as soon as they get there, allow them to kind of absorb your content and then, you know, give that offer. 
Yeah, definitely. So um, when someone has a standalone site, do you recommend that they have a blog on their website as well? I do. And I realize that blogging is a heavy lift, especially if you're making products, you're trying to get them out the door. And, you know, depending on, you know, if you're a one person, you know, shop or you, you know, maybe you're fortunate to have a team, but blogging is really great for um, SEO or search engine optimization. So basically how Google and other search engines rank your, your store. Mm-hmm. So, you know, providing content of value on a regular basis does really well for SEO. And it's also a great way to get the word out about what you're offering, the products that you sell. And um, definitely blogging is something that can be incorporated if you're using a platform like Shopify. They do blogging as well. I get that question a lot because, you know, blogging, everyone's like WordPress and WordPress (laughs) great for blogging. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But um, you can do that within the same um, e-commerce platform as well. Oh, that's handy to know. Yeah, I've had that question a lot as well. And I wasn't sure at first. I'm like, I thought Shopify was just literally e-commerce and you couldn't add that in. But it's good to hear that you can. Because I'm a, yeah, I'm a big fan of that as well. It's just to drive traffic, you know, because you've got to get people to your site somehow. And, um, you know, Google search is still kind of the number one thing people do. Uh, if they want to find something, they'll hop on there and, and put some keywords in and try to try to find you. And you want to you want to be, I guess, creating content that is relevant to your products and that people might find interesting. And I think this is something that a lot of makers struggle with is they're like, I don't know what to write about. <laughs> um, so, you know, coming up with sort of the keywords that revolve around your product and what you stand for and the th- the sort of things that your ideal customer cares about and then teaching them something or entertaining them. I, I usually say it's like you've got to teach them um, or you've got to entertain them in some way to, to get them to come to your, to your shop. Exactly. And I think so often people think that they always have to promote, 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 like, this mm. is what I buy here. Like, it's more about that relationship and engagement, as you mentioned, and educating them about your process or what you offer, or what sets you apart from others, um, you know, doing similar things. Yeah, exactly. Because if people just, you know, if they don't care about where the products come from, they'll just go to Target or Walmart or whatever, won't they? (laughs) So they're looking for that connection, I think. I think that's the really um, special thing about buying handmade is that connection that you have or can have with your customers um, or that they can have with you as well and that emotional connection and kind of building on that is really important because let's be honest, we can say we, we buy by logic, but we don't, we buy via emotion. You know, we're Mm -hmm. buying a, we're buying a feeling really. Um, so you have to capture that feeling, I think, and and that will help people to make the decision to shop with you. Absolutely. So, So let's get back to the sales funnel. So, um, people find you, so via Google or they find you via Facebook or Instagram or, you know, so many ways, Pinterest, Pinterest is great. Um, they land on your website. So if it, you know if you haven't launched yet, you can pop up that pre-launch page, which is just a simple one page. Tells people what's coming, gives them an option to opt in, you know, to get the freebie, and then fi- you know find out when you launch. Or if you have an existing site, 
you know, you can have a, you know, the sign up on your main page and have a pop-up perhaps or something like that uh, and give them that, that freebie. Let's talk a little bit more about the options around the lead magnets. So the things that we offer people to get them to sign up um, and what's the best, you know, when can we best use our strategies? Like, is it better to offer things elsewhere at different times or to run specials? Like, what have you found has been a really effective way of getting people to actually click the button and, and opt in? Yeah. So I feel that your core offering is what I like to call it. Like your core opt-in is kind of that tangible piece that we discussed earlier. So mm-hmm. whatever that would look like a, you know, a free guide, your process, something like that, that you put together. And then as you start to engage, because Well, once you have someone's email, it's also important to kind of talk about the email marketing piece. So Mm. you want to be in touch with um, the people that are willing to hand over their email address. So you you kind of garnered um, some of that trust, but you want to build on that trust by having that relationship, whether you're sending out, you know, your blog posts that you're doing or just kind of a note of kind of what's going on in your shop or in your studio And then there are the opportunities to what I call a conversion strategy of offering a discount or a special promotion. Maybe it's, you know, buy one, get one. It's free shipping. Maybe it's a, you know, a discount on a certain product or a collection that that you're that you're doing. It can it can really look like anything, but I feel as though that that conversion tactic kind of comes a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we imagine, say, this was your initial website, you created that landing page, and you during this time while well, the landing page, your site is kind of being built. But when you're ready to announce your store, that is when I would recommend you know offering, hey, you know, we just opened please take advantage of, you know, 10% off your first order, you know, mm. it expires in a day or, you know, it expire, give it an expiration date so that you get people, you know, that urgency to use your conversion offer. And if it, and if you already have an existing um, store, you can, you know, say you have, you know, you're sending out your email marketing um, newsletters And then, you know, occasionally you might offer, hey, I'm running a, you know, promo. Maybe you do something once a week. Maybe it's once a a month. But something that, you know, people know that, hey, okay, I know that when I sign up uh, with this particular seller that that they're going to offer something that will kind of entice me to, you know, make that purchase. Yeah. And to stick around, obviously, as well. And this is really interesting because I'm I'm not subscribed to a lot of newsletters. I did a bit of a cull recently. I'm sub- still subscribed to the ones I really care about and the thing like the, the companies or, or people I like to still buy from. And I've noticed something interesting that some of the bigger companies will be sending out promos and offers like all the time, <laughs> like m- even multiple times a week. And I just sit there and I think, why would I ever buy from you at full price if you're just constantly sending me promotions and discounts? So this is something I've talked a lot about with my you know, community and say, you've got to be careful about how often you do sales and promos and stuff like that. I mean, 
what's the point of a sale? The point of a sale really is to clear stock to make way for new stock, you know, in a, in a traditional retail environment. But for those of us in, in handmade industry, sure, some of us might have pre-made stock, but a lot of us make order. So having like regular sales doesn't really work because we don't have stuff we need to move. And I think that people then start to expect it and then they just wait for a, a discount or a promo. Like, what are your thoughts on that issue? No, that's a really great point. I think that oftentimes I see handmade sellers, they undersell to begin with. Mm. Like, I sometimes I don't feel that they charge enough for what they offer and what they provide. And then, yes, and then you're offering that discount, like, you know. But one really great tactic that I love, I, I've seen this, where a seller, they create scarcity. So basically, they, you know, they open their collection um, once a week. So basically, they create something new, a select number, and people really love what they do. So every time that they announce, hey, we have a new collection, everyone's like vying to get it. And yeah. you they sell out or close to selling out. And I just love that technique, and I feel it's something that applies really well for the handmade seller. Even if you, like, say you have a main product line, and maybe you'll create, like, five things that are, like, one of a kind or, you know, something really unique about that product. And, you know, it comes out every two weeks or whatever works um, for your production schedule, but build that anticipation. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's another way that you can generate excitement without giving that discount. Yeah, I really like that as well. It's, you know, I'm, I always say to people, it's extremely difficult to make a living selling online, selling one of kind items, unless they're really highly priced. Uh, if you, if you do build a really rabid following, like that's the one way you can do it. If you have those people who will just buy what you sell as soon as you release it. Uh, but it takes a lot of work, obviously, to build that up. But it is a really good strategy. Yeah. And I love what you said about, you know, sure, you can have your core product line, but why not have a something, you know, special that comes out on a regular basis and people will, will expect that. And then you're not actually, you know, you're not discounting your work. You are giving them something at full price, but the scarcity is what they're what they're hanging around for is that they know if they miss out they miss out and that's that's that so yeah building that sort of brand loyalty uh really works well yes absolutely so we've got uh, we've talked a little bit about we've got people on our mailing list um what are some we've got um you know a whole bunch of strategies we can use with them discounts free shipping you know the, the whole here's a special item thing um How often do you recommend people actually send emails out to their lists? Ideally, once a week. But I feel that if, well, one, if if you're willing to commit to email marketing, like, consistently, then kind of know yourself. If you're like, hey, I'm just getting started, I'm willing to try it, but I'm not sure if I can handle every week, then say, okay, I'm willing to do it once a month. And while it's not the ideal frequency, it's better to start and keep it consistent of knowing, okay, once a month, I know I'll be getting a message from this seller as opposed to, hey, I'm going to do it once a week and then it comes out one week and then (laughs) 
it's three weeks later and here's my weekly newsletter. So, you know, I think it's really about knowing yourself. Um, ideally having a once a week frequency is ideal, but if you know that's a huge lift for you, start with something that you know that you can manage and then grow from there. Yeah, I think that's really consistency is really important you know people get to expect it and then I I think one of the worst things people can do is they get all excited about it they set it all up they send like one or two emails and then get distracted and six months later they send another one right (laughs) and then they wonder why people unsubscribe they unsubscribe because they forgot that they were even subscribed in the first place and they might have even forgot who you were because they haven't heard right and they're like what this come from and then like I didn't sign up for this and yeah yeah so having that that regular touching base with people um is important because we live in such a fast-paced world people are distracted easily people move on easily um so keeping them you know engaged with you in some way is really important now did you have any other kind of tips or tricks for people about this process this this process of getting people in and then getting people to stick around oh wait before we do that i just want to ask quickly People still question the importance of email marketing and they say, well, I've got Facebook, I've got Instagram, that's where my customers come from. Um, Why should I bother? Well, you know, social media is great, but as I mentioned, when someone hands over their email address and they're willing to sign up, you own that email. No matter what happens to your business, you know, you offer something else or you want to Um, transition to something else, you still own that email address. And that's kind of the value, the ability to be able to reach out to that person, as long as they're still opt in to hear from you, creates value. And while, you know, social media is really great for engagement, you have no control over, you know, what Facebook will do next or Instagram's going to do next. And yeah, they've been here for a while, but you always hear the groans when the algorithm changes like oh what happened to my people so it's like (laughs) you have complete control over your email list and and yeah I mean it's it's the idea of taking the work that you might do in social media and maybe for a short time switch it over and put those efforts into email marketing yeah I think that's a really very wise thing to do (laughs) because yeah I, I say that all the time you don't you don't own any of those other platforms. The only thing you own really is your website, your own website. And this is coming full circle why you should have your own e-commerce website rather than relying on a third-party platform completely because who knows what they might change. That email, that standalone website and that email list are really the, the two things you own when it comes to your business. And that's why they're so important. Absolutely. So yes, did you have any last tips um, about this sales funnel process for people that we haven't covered? Um, let's see. Well, I will say that the the whole idea of creating a sales funnel and creating that opt-in is the very first thing is knowing who your dream customer and target um, customer is. So Mm -hmm. if you're not sure, you you think it's everyone or you're not, (laughs) take a step back and really truly evaluate who that person is, give them a name, you know, give them an age, give them, give them all that background information and then really kind of do your research and figure out, you know, what they do, what they like, where they hang out online, what they like to, you know, what they actually like to read physically and 
And with that information, you're one, you're able to have a better product. So you're really, you know, solving a problem or solving a need for your um, dream customer. And then that helps you devise your funnel because once you create it, so we're talking about creating it, but you still need to get it out there. You need to promote it. And if you know where they hang out, it makes that um, step a lot easier. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chanel, for coming on and chatting about that today. I think this is something people really need to, and as we record this, it's kind of January. It's time to start of the new year. All sorts of ideas and energies are happening. So it's a really great time to kind of dive into this. I know myself in my business, I'm going to be focusing on the whole sales funnel email marketing thing this year um, a lot more. And I've been in business for, it's my, it'll be my 10th year in business uh, anniversary this year. So there's always more you can do and more you can learn about this and you're never done, which I personally think is really exciting because <laughs> there's always more to experiment with and try. So, you know, if it sounds a bit overwhelming, don't feel too overwhelmed. It's actually when you get a handle on it, it's really quite simple to use. Um, I recommend MailChimp as a free option to get started. Do you have any recommendations for uh, a, a mailing list software? Um, I definitely, I agree on um, MailChimp. And also it really works great if you're considering Shopify. Um, they re- work really well together. So, um, yes. Awesome. Yep. So that's a really great uh, place to start. And again, it's you know, that's what I love about it. If, if you're just get, getting started and you don't want to make a huge investment, it, it is free to start, which is fantastic. Now, Chanel, where can people find you online if they'd like to, you know, learn more from you about this process? Yeah, sure. I am at uh, studiocrw.com. Feel free to um, check it out. I offer a free um, e-commerce mini course, so you could sign up for it there. Excellent. Thank you so much, Chanel, for coming on the show. Thanks, Jess. Just a reminder about that chat one more time. Chanel is going to be joining us in the Thriver Circle for a live chat on Wednesday the 28th of February, 10 a.m. Brisbane time, which is Tuesday the 27th of February, 7 p.m. Eastern time in the US. So if you want to pick her brains about email funnels or Shopify, please do come and join us for that. If you are a member of the Thriver Circle or if you want to join the circle so you can join us for that chat and all the other wonderful things about being a member. Thank you so much, as always, for being here and listening to my little podcast. I really appreciate you spending your time with me and I hope that you enjoy what's to come for the rest of the year. I've got actually next month, I've got a couple of really fantastic interviews lined up for you. So I hope you enjoy those. And if you haven't already, go check out my YouTube channel, Create and Thrive on YouTube. I've been adding a lot of videos there lately and I'm doing a couple of video uh, videos every month that are extra content that you won't find on the podcast that will help you grow your handmade business. So come over and join me on YouTube if you like learning via video as well. I'll be back again soon with another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye for now.